What is up, DGAFers? Let's talk about the number one question that we get, and I'm sure all intuitive eating counselors, coaches out there get, can you pursue weight loss while embarking on your intuitive eating journey? Short answer, no. <laughs> no, no. And you know, that's not to say that you you may gain weight, you may lose weight, you may stay the same when you embark on intuitive eating. We don't know. It honestly depends what your habits are like right now and how far gone you are into diet culture mentality, how long you've been dieting, how long you've been living by food rules. It just depends. Yeah. So in this episode, we really talk about why we have to let go of weight loss as our goal. If you're wanting to venture down intuitive eating, you want to get rid of all the guilt and all the shame that you feel with dieting, the pressure, all of that. Um, but we also talk about when you do pursue weight loss, what kind of comes along with that? Yeah. And I really like that these things we talk about, they're called symptoms. It's literally symptoms of dieting and symptoms of dieting, symptoms of trying to shrink your body, focusing on weight loss. Also though, something you may not realize, these are also symptoms of lifestyle changes. That right there is a word you are seeing everywhere right now, because I think, you know, right now people are starting to to realize that it's not cool to lose weight. Like it's, it's not really what we should be doing. It's not, that's, that's so like 1999. Yeah. Yeah. 2000. Britney Spears days. Yes. Whereas <laughs> now people are like, yeah, but we're going to focus on wellness. Even Weight Watchers, you guys, Weight Watchers changed their name from WW Weight Watchers to like wellness that works, which is just stupid. Mm. Um, it's still Weight Watchers. So yeah. just, we wanted to, to throw that out there because you might be saying, well, yeah, but I'm just doing lifestyle changes. I'm not really pursuing weight loss, but if you are wanting to shrink your body, if you have like goal pants that you want to fit into, if you're worried about summer coming up and you're wanting to fit into your, your shorts and your bathing suits, if you have any guilt or shame or fear or anxiety that's surrounding you, when I say those things, then you need to listen to this episode. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Or if you're pursuing the lifestyle and you think weight loss is, you're like, well, I've removed weight loss as my goal, but you're still following like food rules. You still label foods as good versus bad. Um, and, and you still kind of use tools to either punish or create a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. Like maybe you're tracking points, you're tracking calories, you're punching things into my fitness pal, you're counting macros. You are, I mean, there's, or you're exercising and keeping track of how many calories have been burnt and you're choosing exercises based off of calorie burn. Yeah. Any of that, you definitely need to listen to this episode and you definitely need to go through our symptoms checklist. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to put this checklist. We read it off. It's actually from the intuitive eating workbook. We read it off within the podcast episode, but we're mm -hmm. also going to include it in our email series. So we have a free download. It's linked in our bio on Instagram. It's also linked in the show notes of our podcast episode. It's the first steps to really introducing intuitive eating mm -hmm. to you. Uh, it talks about what intuitive eating is, what it's not. There is an assessment quiz in there to kind of see how awake your intuitive eater is. But that's not all you're getting for free. You're also going to be getting weekly emails from us just educating you more so on intuitive eating. And this symptoms checklist will be in there mm -hmm. so that you can really discover 
what has dieting or diet culture done and what symptoms do I still have to work through? It's just very eye-opening. And the first step to becoming an intuitive eater or to breaking free from diets is to be self-aware. Yep. Yep. So that free download is going to help you decide, are you ready to ditch dieting and go the intuitive eating route? Where do you need to focus the most, the most work on which area? Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good. The bad. The The ugly. And everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer. Like, don't give a or get it. (laughs) Oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change. Or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Today we want to talk about weight loss and really, number one, why do people pursue weight loss from our perspective? Mm -hmm. And also when you embark on intuitive eating, why can't weight loss be your focus? Yes. And the, the reason we wanted to address this is because A, it was one of our number one questions too, going into learning about intuitive eating. And even when I heard about intuitive eating a long time ago and I was deep into my dieting obsession, I didn't understand, like that was my one thing was like, well, can you still lose weight? if you do intuitive eating, I'd always had that question in the back of my head. And I know talking to people on Instagram, that's been a question of theirs too. Like their health care professional is like, Hey, you need to lose weight for X, Y, and Z. And so they're like, I really love what you guys are talking about. I really love this intuitive eating path, but also I've been told I need to lose weight or they feel like they need to lose weight. And they're like, so how does that work? And we have to address this. Yeah. 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 We do. Um, so really, I mean, two different reasons why you might be pursuing weight loss. Number one, like Lauren already mentioned, is for your health. Maybe your healthcare provider has, has mentioned it to you. Maybe, you know, I know we've talked to a couple women who are working toward um, starting a family mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're like, oh my gosh, but I have to like reach my goal weight before I get pregnant. And that's like this, this fear that is just instilled in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so health is one reason. Another reason though, I think that is really more common is you want to lose weight because you think that it's going to bring you joy and happiness and confidence and just enhance your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. Like really fulfill you emotionally. Yeah. I think uh-huh. because you know, you're, you might be feeling some type of way about your body right now. And you're like, if I could just look like this, I would then be emotionally mm-hmm. fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And We've, I mean, coming from experience of thinking that way for basically until, well, from when I was like 13 yeah. until like probably, what, how old am I? 31? I like until I was like 30, I seriously, that was, I thought that. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I did too. And it was, you know, I, I think for me, I, I tried to trick myself into thinking that I was doing it for health reasons. Same. I, that wasn't really ever my goal. My goal was always the vanity reasons and the, the, you know, I want to be smaller. I want to look better in my pictures. I want to have more confidence. Like that was always my number one reason for doing it. But I would say I was doing it to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So you'd almost try to trick yourself into believing that it's healthy, but not even that you're trying to trick yourself. It's that when you pursue weight loss, as your goal, what happens is we start measuring all of our success externally. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So like I've lost weight. Cool. The number on the scale is telling me that I'm doing good or, um, I fit my jeans. So now I feel better. It's like all this outside stuff that's supposed to make us feel good and happy. Meanwhile, your internal happiness is suffering. And a lot of us don't measure success based off of our internal I guess, feelings more so we focus on like the external. And I mean, you would tell your kid this too. Like if you're a parent and your kid's like wanting to be successful and wanting to do all these things, you'd be like, hey, just remember, you have to be happy first with yourself Mm -hmm. and your relationships. Like you don't need to focus on like getting the newest car. You don't need to focus on like making millions of dollars. Like you would tell your children that. You would Mm -hmm. advise them to seek internal happiness before they try to seek this external, I guess, false happiness. But some, but for some reason, it's hard for us to do that ourselves. And when we focus on weight loss, that's exactly what we're doing. We're grabbing for that shiny object and then we're left empty at the end. Yeah. And it's really hard to live in the present moment and enjoy your life Mm -hmm. when you are constantly focused on weight loss. I want to read a little section from the book, Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach. This is by Elise Resch um, and Evelyn Triboli. It is the fourth edition, the fully revised book. If you are really interested in what we're talking about, highly recommend reading this. Um, But I want to read this paragraph. So it says, the problem is that any focus on weight loss will sabotage your ability to reconnect with your body's intuitive eating signals. When you focus on weight, it places your attention on external measures, like I said, for eating, such as portions of foods, the macros of foods, rather than connecting with your internal cues. Instead, focus on your day-to-day progress, such as getting more satisfaction from your meals and staying more present in eating in life. We'll give you a sense of connection, which can lead to feelings of joy and well-being. Now, this is more focused on food, because obviously intuitive eating, we're talking about um fueling your body correctly in terms of listening to your internal cues. But the whole external part that you're searching for when you're trying to lose weight is what's taking away the joy of being a human and being present and being grateful for what you have. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And I think, you know, I want to tie intuitive movement into that too, Mm -hmm. because same thing. I just, I had this realization that you know, for so long, I was just doing back when we were beach body coaching, it was like, I would just do the next workout that was released so that I could talk about it. And, and I've done that for, oh my gosh, up until I got pregnant, I did it for like four years. And I, my husband this weekend was like, Hey, like, you know, you want to get a Peloton? I'm thinking about maybe starting some biking. Like, would you use it? And I took a step back and I'm like, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't even know what workouts I enjoy for myself. What do I like doing? Like, I feel like I am so, so far removed from that because I've just been doing like what I've been told to do for the last four or five years. Well, what's going to make you look the best? Yeah. That's what you've been doing. Same, same with me yeah. too. And yeah. now I'm like, do I want to do a Peloton? Like, I literally have no idea. Mm-hmm. I can't commit to that. I know. And I, it's been... It's been freeing um, really listening to our bodies in terms of movement and with eating Mm -hmm. because you're not tied down to anything. There's no rules around it, and it just feels a lot more fun when you do it. And this is another thing. When you have rules, so when you're pursuing weight loss, okay, this is why we don't want to do this. When you're pursuing weight loss, you start putting all of these rules and expectations on yourself immediately. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens when you have all these rules? We want to break them because we're humans. And that's it's more fun mm-hmm. when you're breaking rules. Maybe not more fun, but it's more um, enticing. Yeah. It's like when you were not 21 and you weren't allowed to drink alcohol. I mean, from my experience, I was like, I'm going to go get any kind of alcohol I can because I'm not allowed. You guys tell me I'm not allowed, so I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And then when I turned 21, it was kind of more so, I mean, it was still fun, but it was like, I don't need to do this every minute. And I also don't need to drink kombucha. That's actually a from the gas station. That's a great (laughs) analogy to intuitive eating. We got to use that. We do. We do. Because yeah, yeah, it's like you're, you know, you're on this diet and you, you crave everything that you're telling yourself you can't have. And then once you, you start intuitive eating and you work through that process, food becomes like that gas station vodka. You're like, like, I'd rather not have that. I'd rather have the really good high quality stuff. Yeah. Just like, not a ton of it because I want to taste it and I want it to be satisfying. Yeah. I don't want to chug it. Right. Or you're going to be like, you know, I really want to eat this, but it also makes me feel really shitty. So I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, mm-hmm. this doesn't agree with my system. Not you're not having it because it's going to make you fat. Like, or you make the decision. I know this is going to make me feel shitty and I know this isn't the greatest, but I'm going to do it because I want to fucking have fun. Yeah. And you do it and you just move on. Yeah. With your life. No guilt. No guilt. You wake up, you kind of feel like shit. You're like, that was cool. That was fun. I'm going to recover. I'm good. Yeah. You don't have to do it again. Right. The next day. And again and again and again and again and again. So I think that that is a good analogy. That's a great analogy. We're going to have to use that more often. But when you have weight loss as your goal, it's you're stuck in that when you're not 21 mentality and you're wanting to rebel, but you're also wanting to be good. And then you're stuck in this like rock in a hard place where you're like, fuck, like is weight loss worth it in the end? Because mm-hmm. then once you achieve it, and I know I've said this before, both John and I have achieved our goals before. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand when people post that. On social media. I know they don't know any better. But and we we used to. I know. They you don't know, know better. It's one of those things when you know better, you do better. Yes. And like I'm not like mad at these people because they don't know. And if they knew and we're doing this, that'd be a different story. Um, but when people are like, you, you can reach your weight loss goal. You can do this. You can do this. It's like. Th- but the thing is, the reason that you're having to cheer someone on so hard about this is because either they're going to reach it. And then they're going to be like, well, I'm here and now I'm going to go back to the way I was living because it was a lot more comfortable than the way I'm living now. Or they're going to realize once they've lost the weight, this isn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And the from experience, the reason 
it's not as cool as you think it's going to be is because now you're afraid to break the rules Mm -hmm. because, well, I followed these rules to get to this point, but now these rules are very controlling and I feel like I'm chained down, but also I'm so afraid to gain the weight back. So I'm going to keep following these rules and torturing torturing myself and then I'm going to break them every now and again and then feel horrible about myself. It's like this whole cycle that keeps happening when you're pursuing weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. So true. All right. So I, I want to talk about the, the side effects of pursuing weight loss that are, you may not even realize that you're doing number one. Mm-hmm. A lot of times these are the rules that are like so deeply ingrained. They're almost like just subconscious, like we just do them. Um, and it, you know, it made me think of that because I was actually talking to my mom about it this morning. She came over to watch my daughter before I came over to Lauren's and I showed her this, this page it's in our intuitive eating workbook. And I I said, how many of these things do you do? And she kind of looked at him and she goes, well, yeah, but that's just life. Everybody does this. Like it was, it was very interesting to have that conversation because I'm like, this is the whole, this is how deeply ingrained diet culture is in so many of us. And especially if you've been doing this for years and years and years and years and years and trying to lose weight and trying to follow these rules, it just feels normal. What well, does? And in the whole like, well, this is just life. It's not, that's not, it's not. life it's- actually. It's, it's somebody who's placing rules on you that you're feeling like you have to follow, but you really, you really don't. So Yeah. It's very eye-opening and it's, and I hate that people think that, but they think that because that's all they've known. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So let's just kind of fly through these. And as you're listening, I want you to do a self-check. Okay. And I'm actually going to do the physical symptoms last. Um, We're going to come back to those, but I want to start with the psychological symptoms of dieting. So thinking about how dieting has interfered with your life. So do you worry about your eating? Does it control you? Yeah, Mm -hmm. it has. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Do you have strict rules about eating? Do you count calories, carbs, or other factors about food? Do you think of foods as good or bad? Do you feel guilty if you eat a bad food? Do you have mood swings? And I think that is something I definitely experienced. Um, Just full transparency, I checked off every single box in this psychological symptom box because Mm -hmm. the mood swings when I would let myself break a rule Mm -hmm. I'd be so pissed off about it that I couldn't even I could not be happy in the present moment yep it was so controlling same I'm afraid of feeling hungry I used to pack food everywhere I did that as well Mm -hmm. everywhere I'm afraid of feeling too full Mm -hmm. I don't trust my body I'm afraid that if I start eating forbidden foods, I won't stop eating. I fantasize about food. I'm preoccupied by thoughts about what I eat and don't eat. Mm -hmm. And I can remember literally eating breakfast and already stressing about what I was going to have for my next meal. Oh, that was every day. Every day for me. That's how I would be. Well, I ate this, so I got to eat this for lunch. And what am I going to eat for a snack? Well, if I eat that for a snack, then I can't have that for dinner. And it was like uh constant. Constant, constant, constant. Um, behavioral symptoms. Let's talk about some of these. So again, keep doing your self-check here with us. If I break a food rule, I eat even more of it. That was me. If I had one cookie, I would have 10 cookies because the cookies 
like it, it was already broken, so I may as well just eat the entire box of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas you were kind of different. I would punish myself for it, which is still horrible. Um, <laughs> either way you look at it, I would eat a cookie. Um, and maybe I'd let myself, I'd eat the cookie and then I'd want to eat more. So maybe I'd eat like an extra bite of another one and then I would freak out and then I'd go exercise. Yeah. Or I would not eat yeah. the next meal, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. If I eat too much, I make up for it by skipping a meal or eating less food at the next meal, even if I'm hungry. I eat more food when I'm stressed. I exercise only to burn calories or lose weight. I talk a lot about dieting weight and food. When I'm on vacation, this is a big one for me, I ignore my food rules and eat more than I need, no matter how full I feel. Vacation for me used to be just like a free for all. Mm -hmm. I would eat every food that was off limits because it was vacation and I was vacationing from my diet. Yeah. See, I was the opposite where I'd be jealous of people like that. And I would sit there and I'd let my, I would let myself go a little, like I'd have like one little meal, but like it was so, but I was so miserable on vacation. All I wanted to do was just not think about food. And all I wanted to do was just have fun with my friends and family. But all I could think about was the food. Well, you know, it's fucking hysterical is that you just said you were jealous of people like that. Okay. Trust me coming from my end. Well, right. No, but I was like jealous <laughs> of was... like watching people that could just eat dinner that I wanted to eat and I wouldn't right. let myself eat it. Right. But it was just as bad on the other side of things because it was like, I would, I would eat everything. And all I was thinking about was the food and it, I had worked so hard to get my body ready. This is so bad, guys. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. oh, I worked so hard to get my body ready for that bathing suit, to, to wear a bathing suit on the beach. And literally, I would have, like, a beer and, like, chips and salsa when we got to our resort. And immediately, I would be bloated. And it was, like, everything I did was for nothing. So I may as well just eat anything I want for the rest of the week. And then I was miserable the whole week because right. all I was thinking about was food. So Well, yeah, either situation, you're thinking about food. And I have a funny story actually. I want to tell really quick. So we go to Myrtle beach every, well, we try to go every year and we have have this one, we have this one friend, his name's Steve. He's hilarious. Like he's like one of the, those people that it's like his energy is always at like a 1000. Okay. (laughs) Everything's extra. Everything's over the top. Don't understand how he's alive and, and well, cause he's just always running like an energizer bunny. But anyways, he does he goes like literally insane. He'll like work out. He'll do like insanity. Um, he'll like do like two insanity workouts a day, like leading up to vacation um, for like, like go absolutely ape shit with workouts. He will eat like literally just chicken. Like he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, but he's crazy. Insane. So he'll do that. And then he comes to vacation, does this every year, every single year. So I did my insanity thing and got my only broiled chicken and whatever. And then he comes and we always go to this buffet, this like seafood buffet. I am not kidding you guys. I like want to puke watching him. He eats probably 17 things of crab legs. Then he gets like five pieces of cake. He eats like, and I'm just watching him. He drinks a pitcher. He gets like three pitchers of beers and he drinks them all. And I just look at Nick and I'm like, Is he going to be alive after this? Like, this is insane. But he does that. He's like super extreme. But like, yeah, he's like, well, I was on my diet. Now I'm good. And he just goes ham. And probably feels like absolute shit. Death. I don't know how you can't. No, death. But somehow he still wakes up and is psycho the next day. He's like not a normal human. But I think that's like a great example of like, yeah, I mean, it's an extreme example, but 
if you go that extreme, that's how extreme your binging is going to be. Yeah. I bet if he would have like did maybe one insanity workout a day and then ate like some normal-ish kind of diety oh. food, he maybe wouldn't have eaten 17 crab legs. But um, yeah. I think it's more than 17. And five but, pieces yeah, of cake. Th- there's an example of binging yeah. I've seen. Yep. Front and center. Vacation is a big one. Yes. Um, then, oh, the next one you led us into, I engage in binge eating mm-hmm. and I avoid physical intimacy. thought that one was mm. interesting. Like if you're so preoccupied by food thoughts and what your body looks like that you want to avoid being intimate. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. So all of those things at one point or another, for the most part, mm-hmm. I've experienced Social symptoms. I like that they call these symptoms. They are symptoms. They are. They are. Symptoms of dieting. And this is why, this is why you guys, when you do decide to get back to your your hunger cues and start intuitive eating, you have to let go of that weight loss Mm -hmm. as your goal. You have to just get rid of it. Weight loss gives you these symptoms. Yes. That we're reading right now. Yes. Yes. Number one, I eat differently when others are present. Number two, I compare my food to what others are eating in quantity and in types of foods. So like if you go out to eat with your friends and you're like, maybe you get the same meal as somebody else and you're not present in the conversation because you're watching your friend to make sure that you take less bites than she Mm -hmm. does and you leave more left on your plate. Um, Or if you feel guilty when you eat your whole plate and somebody else leaves some. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you're comparing, you know, maybe you wanted chicken and waffles and your friend got a salmon salad and you're Mm -hmm. like, you're feeling like a piece of shit because you ordered chicken and waffles. Um, Mm -hmm. You worry about what people think about your eating. You try to eat the same type and quantity of food others eat. You cancel social events because of the food or meals served. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah. I did that in high school a lot, which sounds weird, but that's when my eating disorder was real bad, like real, real bad. I didn't go to like half of the things my friends went to because I didn't think I could control myself around. Yeah, I did popsicles at this place. Like our friend was having people over and they told me that they, like our friends like, oh, I got these popsicles. They're so good. Blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't go because there was popsicles there. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were a little uh, more extreme than I was, but yeah. I would also do that. Um, or I, I would always cancel things. Um, like if I would come home from college because my college, college was like vacation to me. I would gain like anywhere between literally 30 or 40 pounds when I would go to college, I would come home and I would have the summer to lose it. And I would do it every freaking year. It's so bad. So then it's so bad for you. Yeah. Weight cycling is. That's another podcast episode on why weight cycling is like literally the most unhealthy thing and one of the number one causes of like heart failure. Mm -hmm. So just, yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode. Um, But I would do it every single year. And my friends from home would be like, oh my gosh, we're going to go out like to a winery or we're going to go grab dinner and drinks. Do you want to come? And I wouldn't go because I would be on this strict ass diet and I couldn't have a drink, but I didn't want to explain to them that I didn't, couldn't have a drink because then I would have to talk about my dieting and then there'd be food there that I wanted, but I, it wasn't worth it to me to be, to put myself in a situation where there was that food. It Mm -hmm. was just crazy, Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, I avoid eating in social situations. My behavior and beliefs about my eating and body have interfered with relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally. And I think those, those symptoms that we just went over, I'm assuming if you're still listening that you related to probably a lot of them. Um, And those are the symptoms that, that we don't talk about. And I think 
those are the things that it's almost like we we just think we're the only one experiencing them. Yeah. We think that we're fucked up because we're having some of these things happen. We don't realize that dieting actually causes those. Those are symptoms of dieting. Like you're not alone if you're experiencing that. In fact, anyone who's ever dieted excessively has experienced those things. And even like changing the wording here, instead of saying dieting, any of you who have pursued weight loss. Yeah. Like maybe like dieting isn't clicking with you because you're like, well, I never did like Jenny Craig or like Weight Watchers. Yeah. But like anytime you were pursuing weight loss, I'm going to go. even. These are the symptoms. I'm going even a step further. Let's go with lifestyle change. Yes. Because I know when we back in the Beachbody days, that's what we would say. Like, oh, I'm making a lifestyle change. Like (sighs) replacing a snack with a shake is a lifestyle change. Like, no, it's fucking not. You're trying to lose weight. Let's be real. Lifestyle change. Like, I can I was, only have a fourth of an avocado. Right. And then I can't have life. any other fats for the life. whole day. You get to pick either cheese or avocado or hummus, a fourth of a cup. So if you eat avocado for breakfast, you cannot have pizza later in the day. Right. That would, that was, these are some of the, fuck that. Right. I eat a whole avocado for breakfast every day because I'm obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. And then I also eat cheese on my whatever yeah. at lunch, yeah. whether my wrap. I'm not really digging salads right now because I think I ate I'm salads. I haven't really eaten any salads. I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but I used to always eat salads. I do personally like salads, mm-hmm. but I'm not eating them right now because um, I'm eating other things that I used to not let myself. And salads to me just feel wrong. I know. Like they just feel, they give me like that feeling of I'm dieting again you know right what, now. You know what I've been doing that is still eating a salad? I have, this is, it's just ridiculous to talk. It's funny. Um, those salad kits oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. used to buy, well, I would throw the dressing out because the dressing was too high in sugar. And so, the dressing's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So I have been allowing myself to like actually put the toppings on the salad that come with the salad kit instead of being crazy and throwing them all away. That's a good, because I avoided buying certain salad kits that I really wanted. Yeah. Like, um, so I think I might go buy, cause I do like salads. I do actually like them. Um, I might go buy a salad. Like I've always wanted to buy Caesar salad. That's what once. I've been buying. Because I, I love Caesar to. salads yes. so much, but I wouldn't let myself eat them because they weren't nutrient dense enough. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You need to get like the iceberg lettuce ones with le- like, with the they- thick Parmesan and the croutons and the creamy ass dressing. Yes. Then you'll like salads again. Okay, I'm gonna get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the kale mixes. Take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. Um, okay, so let. <laughs> so back to what we were talking about. Talking about physical symptoms. Okay, this is what I think people talk about mostly is weight gain. You're afraid of gaining weight, which is insane. That dieting causes weight gain. Yeah, well, it's the number one reason. We the actually number, made a. Did we make a post about that? Yes, yes, we did. I Two we did. posts actually this week. Yeah. We, yes. Number one reason for gaining weight is dieting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Seems so backwards. Imagine this, guys. Imagine this. Imagine a life where you eat and you move, and you don't give a fuck about weight gain. Like it's not even on your radar. You're not afraid of it. It's not even a thought that goes through your head. That's what it feels like to be an intuitive eater. Yes. And you're not going to eat excessively. You're not going to be overeating. And if you do happen to have a little excessive, like the alcohol situation where you're like, I want to have fun and do this. Yeah. You don't, you're not thinking about it. You're just doing yeah. it. And There's, you're, it's, 
not a thing. No, there's no guilt or, or feelings of, of shame that come along with it. So you don't have to make up for it and you don't have to, to, you know, go off the wagon and do it again the next day because you never let yourself like, no, you're just eat and you move. Right. But I'm, I think those occasions would be not very often, but like, for example, in my head, I'm thinking of like, when I go on vacation and we like get, um, like a good biscuits and gravy breakfast. And then like for lunch, we're out to eat and like, maybe we're at a pizza joint. And then maybe later we get ice cream as an intuitive eater. You know, I can eat all of those things, but you're not going to be, I'm not going to eat like an enormous amount of biscuits and gravy because I know I'm allowed to have that again. Like, it's not like a thing where I'm like, I'm not allowed to have that. So it's not like I'm going to be like, well, never, I'm not going to eat this again for like 20 years. So I'm going to scarf it down my throat. It's like, "Mm, I'm going to have what I want until I'm full and then I'm going to move on. Yeah. And same with pizza. You're going to eat the pizza until you're full and you're going to move on. You're going to get the ice cream until you're full and you're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, So other physical symptoms of dieting or lifestyle changes. <laughs> uh, blunted metabolism can really screw your metabolism up when you are dieting, weight cycling, all of that. Mm-hmm. Excessive cravings for carbs. I think we've all experienced that at one point oh or another. Ravenous carb. Whatever you cut out, Eating. whatever you cut out, that's what you crave. Mm-hmm. Blood sugar swings. You may not feel those as much, uh, but energy dips, things like that. Disconnected from your hunger cues. Yes. Disconnected from your fullness cues. Yes. You're chronically tired, even when you're sleeping well. You mm-hmm. have hair loss. Um, if you're a female, which I think a lot of our listeners most are, um, you might even miss your period. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Yep. When Lauren was doing her fitness competition, she her period was non-existent. I was eating, actually I was eating calorie-wise, like 2,000 calories, but I was literally eating, you guys, not kidding, just fish vegetables. That's the amount that I was eating, which was insane. But also just so you know, if all you're eating is vegetables and super lean proteins every day of your life, and that's all you're eating, that's not healthy. Yeah. It's not healthy. You will lose your period. Yeah. Not healthy. Physical numbness. I actually didn't realize that was a physical symptom of That's probably like extreme. Yeah. Very extreme. That's crazy. Yeah. So want to wrap this up, but we really just want to continue to bring awareness to you as you're, you know, as you're listening, as you're deciding if intuitive eating is a route that you want to go down. Um, if you can experience, if you have experienced any of those symptoms, we really want to encourage you to keep following along and really have an open mind to this. Yes. And if you've experienced those symptoms as well, you need to get a hold of our free um, Ditch the Diet download. This, we'll link it in the show notes. This is going to help you at least get your foot in the door of like ditching diets and starting your intuitive eating journey. If you don't want to fear weight gain anymore, you don't want to experience those symptoms, then you've got to get your hands on this and let's get the ball rolling. Um, I think this is going to be the best thing. Also, we're going to be emailing you too. Once you get a hold of that download, you'll be getting weekly emails from us, just educating you more so on intuitive eating um, and some more free information. Yep. So grab that. It's in the show notes. Keep following us on Instagram at fit.and.social and we will keep bringing the content.